Last week it was Alona versus Boa. Boa, bitch and arrival. She went, she left. This week we're down to the top six, a phrase that doesn't really exist unless you're in Drag Race land. Welcome to Drag Race Recap Show. Let's do it. Yes, welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Episode 7, titled Miss Loose Jaw. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. You may know us from a podcast called You're Welcome America, where every episode we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're You're welcome. We have a new app out this week. We we talk about LAX and Norwich. Go have a little listen. But you know what? Today, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Drag Race for Canada. Okay. First up, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. There's no mini challenge in this episode but for the maxi challenge the queens must compete in the miss loose jaw pageant yes and on the main stage the category is pageant perfection a lemon is named the winner of the challenge while the judges place alona and priyanka in the bottom two and after a lip sync battle for their lives we're going to talk about that lip sync and that song and the guest judge a lot priyanka is told shantae you stay and alona burley is told to sashay away (sighs) oh mama we're at the beginning of the roller coaster ride of an episode of this podcast. Okay. Strap yourselves in. So we the have girls, beverages. <laughs> the girls are coming back into the workroom. I got really obsessed with the music that gets played when they come back in. <laughs> it's different, and it's different music to the American show because the yeah. American show is like is like is like music from two thousand and eight. Yeah, it's like it sounds like yeah, yeah. So Boa has gone and she's just written on the mirror. Nice. Boa. <laughs> Fair. Uh, which I thought we, I enjoyed that. And then we basically get to sit down and see everyone's, you know, as always, everyone's drag falling off. Did you notice I really liked that Jimbo had unzipped her like face keeny part of her outfit and taken her wig off. So she was just wearing that like <laughs> denim jumpsuit and just had the middle of her face painted blue. <laughs> I know. It I loved great. it. It was great. Um, what was going on in this scene? I, you know, I, was, I have to say, I don't think this was the strongest sort of like next day um, after elimination type moment. Yeah, I didn't feel like there was that much going on. Yeah, it was, it was Lemon talking about how basically everyone had revealed um, that their reasons for putting her, for saying that she should be the one to go home were kind of personal reasons and not anything to do with her performance in Drag Race. So she was kind of like, well, I feel kind of justified that, you know, she basically did went down the list of I think this was at this point saying you know like why um why they told her that she should go home and it was all personal stuff so that was really the crux of that part of it and it was Alona kind of saying like admitting saying well yeah I guess maybe some of it was jealousy from some of us which I I, I appreciated her saying that yeah and this and this sort of like gave Lemon a good kickstart into this episode like a good like. I'm going to I'm going to take this and I'm going to go for it. it yeah. was, you know what I mean? It was like a good like it was a good uh, narrative arc that yeah, she was very on board. It's a very lemon forward episode this one. Very lemony episode. Mm, very lemony. <laughs> citrus citrus all over the joint. Don't get it in your eye. Yeah. Um, and, then, and also oh, there was that moment where there was that moment with Alona wasn't there where Alona basically was just like I'm young and you're old talking yeah. about um talking Rita. about Rita. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. That was kind of like, she's like, oh, the judges were like living for Rita. Like, I don't understand. She's just so old and I'm young and I'll never be old. It's like, oh, such a such an unwise and unlikable path to take is to be like, well, at least I'm young. It's like, that ain't going to last forever, sweetie. 
It was also it was a real like Kelly Osborne moment, wasn't it? Oh, th- this whole as this whole episode alone just was Kelly Osborne. There was no there was no like difference to that. This whole episode is astounding. I also want to like on the subject of like of age, the theme of age. Look, you know I'm very tattoo positive. I have many myself, and will surely have many more. Alona has that big tattoo in her neck that says "Teen Idol." Yeah. Now, spell I D L E. Well, sure. Quirk Do you alert. get it? Do you get mm-hmm. it? <laughs> you know, people are always like about tattoos. It's like, what are you going to look like when you're old? How's that going to age? And I'm like, oh, who cares? But Getting the word teen tattooed on your neck, I just think it's a risk. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to cut in on this sentence. I'm going to see where this one lands. We landed at a risk. A risk. Very, very carefully worded. I like it. And then basically mm-hmm. uh, when Rita's kind of talking about the, oh, the judges, they like to see a different side of me drag this time. This is their chance for to cut to Bobo just like pissed pissed oh just yeah super pissed saying that she's basically always safe doesn't feel seen um and she's she basically starts talking about how she sounds really deflated it's kind of a, a horrible it's that horrible like adrenaline you know that adrenaline dump feeling you get where like everything's you're like all your energy's just gone out of your body after like being kind of you know disappointed or built up and she's just like oh i can't take this i can't take this but yeah, I, it's, I, it's very like a bit of a give up moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I love when they got to they got to Priyanka and she's like, she's like, oh, she's pissed, <laughs> <laughs> and that's she says when you can see emotion through all that filler, that's when you know she's pissed. <laughs> Priyanka, this episode was at the peak and pinnacle of her powers of interview skills. She does some yeah. insane stuff in the interviews for this episode. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was on it. Yeah, okay, actually, I take it all back. There was some good stuff going on in this <laughs> company. Elimination. Once again, I had two gin and tonics while watching the episode, and I just don't remember it all. But I'm back in the room, everyone, and I'm hydrated, and we're going to do it. It was meaty. It was a meaty opening. Oh, yikes. It was a meaty the next, opening. The next oh. day. <laughs> Let's not do the that. next day. So they all trundle back into the, the workroom. Um, I have to say, fewer layers going on mm. it, i feel i feel like they almost like found the the heat in the studio maybe yeah or they um, found none, of them, they, um, none, none of them look too chilly what do they call them in this in america maybe i don't know what, what? they call them in is it space heaters space heaters yeah but did you not call that in the uk no it's oh, called what a did you call it space heater is it beamed from the planet mars but they often look like that they look like they often look like an enemy from an old episode of Doctor Who, a Ooh. show which Fraser and I do not approve of, despite being British. Yes. And if you want to hear about it on our podcast, you never will. Anyway. Never will. Let's move on. Okay, so... How do you feel about, how do you feel about the Beatles? <laughs> let's not do this. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, Rue comes on the screen with Rue's video message. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it, and let's just see if we can get any kind of sense from it. Okay. My maple tarts. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Whether you are Miss Congeniality... Best in show, or a lovely fifth alternate. Just make sure your page is on fire. No clue. I mean, you know, I get, yeah, I get, I get the, I get the kind of pageant element of that, but still, it's madness. What is, what does it mean? A lovely fifth alternate. That's 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 that. like um, that's pageant. They, they use alternates as the like pageant terms for runners runner up. 
So you oh, say okay. instead of saying that you know you have you have the winner and then you have like first alternate second alternate I think I used to watch toddlers and tiaras so I feel like a lot of this language did get like lodged in my brain but maybe Got I'm incorrect it. I'm not a pageant queen you know no you're not still time <laughs> still time <laughs> oh I, I can't wait to do a pageant anyway let's talk about Brooklyn entering the workroom I, I have things to say so. And that's good because we're doing a podcast about it. Brooklyn's outfit, I'm disappointed. Mm. Wasn't her best. Wasn't her best. It was just very like color blocky. It was, do you know what it was? It was like she'd brought in a couple of items. She'd brought in like, I don't know, maybe her her jacket and her shoes. And then the the wardrobe team were like, we'll we'll fill in the rest. Do you know what I mean? And And that just disappointed me. Yeah, it, it was it wasn't her finest work, but I do continue to appreciate her workroom uh, demeanor and energy. She made me laugh. There was some just some subtle moments with her in this workroom that really made me laugh. But we'll we'll get to that. Okay. So she announces that it's just going straight into the maxi challenge, uh, which uh, did you notice that again? They cut to Priyanka, and Priyanka just goes no mini straight into maxi. I was like, thank you, Priyanka, for telling us exactly what's happening. Um, just reinforcing, us- <laughs> reinforcing, helping the producers. So what, what is the maxi challenge? You, you say it. Okay. So the maxi challenge is, well, it's apparently, and you tell me, cause you're, you know, you've got a longer relationship with drag race than I have. Apparently it's the very first pageant in drag race history. And it's called Miss Loose Jaw. Is it? Yes. The first- yes. Why? So why do we think this is only the first time they're doing it? I don't know. So they, they basically, they, they always do, you know, the ball, the ball episode, which is where it's like multiple looks and, you know, um, it, there's a, there's always a theme and then there's a group performance. That's like a, a drag race kind of standard. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like maybe that the ball episode kind of takes a lot of the elements of what would be the pageant. And I guess, I guess they've never done it as a doing it this way, obviously, because if you just did straight up, did a pageant, it would not be fun, but doing it this way where it's a pageant, but it's a full improv challenge. Yeah. Because they have three categories. Thing. Yeah. Because they've got three categories. They're going to get judged on talent, swimsuit and interview. Um, but the whole idea is that it's not about being best in show. It's about bringing your character to life and making her funny. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's like a twist, a, a, tw- a, a twist. On yeah. And I think, pageant. and I think we'll, we'll get to it when we get to the pageant, but I, I really, really loved the aesthetic of the pageant really fun oh, okay. I, re- I thought okay. it was really fun i really like what they did so jimbo was super excited about this one um because she's she gets to do what she does best which is hang on let me do my jimbo i get okay. to do i get to do what i do best be a clown oh i'm not that's not an oof at your impression which was very good by the way Thank you. um i've been really working on my jimbo it's kind of like in the back of my throat a little bit and a little bit soft it's a little it's bit a little soft little... and nice <laughs> Like this. Do you, do you know what it's like? It's like you've had, you've taken a helium balloon and then you've been speaking super high and then it's like, it's yeah. like the helium's wearing off. And you, yeah. And you've still got a bit. Still returning to normal and it's a little bit soft and a little bit sing-songy. I like being a clown. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I was working on that one. I was watching it this morning. Well done. <laughs> Anytime anyone says they like to be a clown or want to be a clown, I just shrivel up and want to just roll away. Oh, okay. I, I, I see that. But I, in, in her case, I was like, sure. Hey, no, in general about Jimbo, who, you know, I think she will probably be in the top three and is very good. Someone said to me that 
actually her character and who she is is great, but her actual drag isn't very good. Thoughts? Um, I definitely think there is a case of her talent shining through and her outfits. She's had some really good looks, but she's not like, say like a Scarlet Bobo whose looks have consistently been fantastic, but perhaps she hasn't quite had the star turn because of her kind of personality, not being, not being such like a fully realized performer. Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah, it does. So basically you're saying that um, Scarlet Bobo is like consistent in terms of looks. Whereas I feel like Jimbo sometimes completely knocks out the park and other times is like, fine. But even when he, even when he does knock out the park, sometimes there's like a thread there's like a bad wig or a, there's like yeah. a clumpy shoe. I can, I can see that. I think, I definitely think she's one of those ones that one of those Queens on this show where so much of her, of her like kind of likability and performance makes you almost blind to a lot of the other stuff. But I guess not this week when we get to that runway and what the judges had to say. Yeah. yeah. Hikes. So we, we will get there. <laughs> so basically they have characters to assign for this pageant and it's uh, Rita Bagger that gets to assign who is going to be who because she won the last episode. So tell mm-hmm. me, let's, who, who does she pick? What's going on? Let's, uh, let's go okay. through it. So Rita picks mismatched for herself and that's kind of like a, a hopeless romantic type. Yeah, I think okay. that's a solid, solid choice. We'll discuss yeah. the exe- execution of it later. But then um, it, we, we have the classic drag race moment of two girls wanting to have to be one character. So that's Jimbo and uh, Scarlett both want to be misbehaving. Uh, the town bicycle, the sex positive horn dog s, which is, it doesn't, it doesn't Rita have to get them to explain. She's like, what is this horn dog is? Horn dog is? <laughs> what is this? Ah, horn, horn like horny. I understand <laughs> and also it, it, i can see why more than one person would want this character yes yeah, basically it's the slut yeah the slut character is, is such a good i mean don't get me wrong it's there's a lot of room to make mistakes um and i think other other girls perhaps would have made those mistakes in this role which jimbo definitely didn't but like it's it's a very broad and fun and easy you can you know what you're doing you know what to set out and it people being slutty makes people laugh it's it's just a it's it's a fact. Mm-hmm. So then Scarlett, she doesn't get that role in the end, but she gets misinformed. And that's the kind of the know-it-all, the one who's like the authority on every topic, which kind of makes me think, we'll get into how she played it, but I think of, do you remember that um, Kristen Wiig character on SNL? Yes. Who spoke, it was like constantly like stroking her hair, being oh, like, oh, yeah. well, I have hair, but you know, I've grown hair, my hair's longer than your hair, and I'll always yeah. have longer hair than you, and I'll, I'll cut your hair, and my hair will keep on growing because it grows faster <laughs> than anyone else. Like that's where I wanted it to go. I, I have some huge question marks about uh, the way that Scarlett played that character because I'll be one hundred percent honest with you, straight up with you now. I do not know what she was doing with that character, and I don't know if I hugely missed a trick and I did not understand what she was meant to be doing. But I was like, I don't think she did anything. Anyway, yeah. next we have Misfits. Yeah. That goes to Lemon. That's the bratty pageant princess. I mean. I don't know why she gave that to Lemon. It was it was the kindest, the kindest and most like way to write yourself out of winning that you possibly could have done was to hand that character to Lemon. Don't you think? Why? What makes you say that? I feel like it was tailor-made for her. 
Like it's just the it's the perfect role for her to have, to have picked if she was doing it herself. And I feel like because everyone because Rita's so nice, and actually as we've seen on this show already, they don't seem to like want to fuck each other over when it comes to assigning things. I mean, there was a little bit of that when you know Bobo and um, Alona got put together, but on the whole, I feel like the, the when they have to make the choices for each other, it's been fairly kind. And I, I don't know, I, I think it was a very kind, nice thing to do to give Lemon a character that she was essentially going to be really good at. Yeah, I, I mean, I can imagine Alona might have wanted this character. Do you know what I mean? That kind of like bratty, annoying thing took well, from like last week. Well, she's, she managed to shoehorn that character into the next one, which was which, Miss Arabella. <laughs> and that was like the pout, pouty, sad sack um, type character. Very like... Um, at very Kelly Osborne from early seasons of um, <laughs> of the Osbournes. Hang on, let's pause for a quick rendition of blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's my birthday. I'm really. I have to tell you something, just real quick. I'm, I think I've already told you this. Maybe personally, maybe publicly. Who knows? I'm really worried about my work voice that I sound like Kelly Osborne because I'm trying to be understood on the phone in America, but not have an American accent. And I, I'm worried the result is okay. I sound like Kelly Osborne. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, we, we talk about it a lot, but th- th- Kelly has the, the voice of international waters, just, you know, very, you know, UK, America, all over the place. Yeah, I feel like I verge into that. So yeah. here's what we're going to do. I'm going to just call you right now as if you're at work, and I want you to speak to me very clearly, and we will see if you are right. Okay. Um, oh, and I'm going to be an American in this. <clears throat> oh, hi. Is that Fraser? Oh, hi. Is that Ben? Uh, I actually uh, got your application for this show that I work on, and I just wanted to uh, just have a quick chat with you about it. That's Frazier, tell me more about your <laughs> accent. I don't know where you're from. Listen to me, you motherfucker. I said my name was Fraser, not Fraser. How do the letters F-R-A-Z-E-R, Z-E-R, Z, how is that Z, Z, Z? And let me tell you another thing, America. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Wait, if you were in Drag Race, if you're in Drag Race, would your name be Fraser? Fraser like razor cutting. <laughs> maybe not. Um, I feel like maybe that would be my name on. Do you know what? Actually, if I ever had to pick a name to be on something, it would never be my fucking name because it drives me crazy. Anyway, let's finish up with uh, our final character, which was Ms. Demina. She was the angry hothead with a chip on her shoulder. And that went to Priyanka. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it later. I think she does an okay job, but once again, the judges were not into it, but we'll, yeah. we'll get into it. But before yeah. we do, let's take a quick break. Okay. And in this break, I am going to do my lemon cayenne pepper wellness shot. So let's, oh, see, whoa, how, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's see how well I am when we come back from this break. And we're back. So in the break, Fraser, like Razor, did do um, uh, a shot. Um, how did that? How did that go? Woo. Uh, that was to actually. Oh my god, I was about to make a very straight reference. I was going to reference Uh-oh. that scene in Pulp Fiction where she gets the uh, the thing injected, the adrenaline injected directly into her heart. But that's what it was like. I'm really ashamed of myself that I just referenced Pulp Fiction. Do I'm so not, sorry, everyone. Do not bring up Tarantino in this. I know. I feel like I just let the community down. I'm so sorry. There must have, there's a better gay version of what I just said, and I just really went for the wrong one. I'm sorry. I think the better gay version is just shots. 
Just yeah, not in right. not in a movie, not on a show, just just shots. You're right. I'm sorry. Anyway, okay, we're back into it. So in the show, in this episode, we're now at the the pageant prep and we're doing the table visits. Oh, yes, indeed. Hey, yes. here we are. We start with Priyanka trying to paint out a root on her wig. <laughs> and yeah, being very insecure about it as she tried to convince Alona to tell her that it was a good job. <laughs> This is, yeah, it's a very like, this is good, right? This makes sense, right? This is good. <laughs> and then, and then, and then they, they cut to Lemon's like literally swanning past in that beautiful blonde bouffant wig. <laughs> they and Alona and Priyanka are both just like, ugh. <laughs> Doesn't Alona let you say like, that wig was like made for your head? <laughs> it's just so annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, Lemon's having a great time just trotting around. Just like it's very it reminds me of like if you go on vacation with some gays and there's like a wig and some shoes in the house and you just pop them on and you're just like <laughs> going about your business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, she was doing that she was bopping around. That was like that, like she's feeling good. She wasn't having any worries about her like character or her look. She's like, I'm just gonna pop this wig on and she could have done that in the corner and just like been trying it out. But she's like, I'm gonna take this wig for a little tour around the workroom and just be like, Hey ladies, oh, okay, oh you're painting a root onto your wig, okay sure brooke enters the workroom and uh, she i don't know why but in this in this walkroom this walkroom i say that every time which actually is a walkroom it's the walk the work room walk through i like walkroom it's That's the walkroom in this walkroom walk brooke was really i don't know why i found i found her like delightful she she's doing like this kind of which i guess actually is rue's inspiration for his his hello, hello, hello is Valerie Cherish. But I feel like Brooke was playing this kind of Valerie Cherish, like <laughs> crazy person in this walkroom. And I don't know. I just found her delightful. The way she like spun and did that and like fell into the couch when oh, she was talking to Alona. And she just kicked her leg up. And she's just like, hiya. She's just really kind of, I guess, I guess it's that unfortunate thing for, for poor Jeff, which is he's kind of, he's playing the character and doing the thing. Whatever choice Brooke has made is, is it's working or it's working for me anyway i don't know about you i agree brooke just seems to be very at ease and having so much fun here yes you know? yes that's, that's it and also here's the thing just on the very like basic level of it if she's walking around the walk room work room whatever the hell we're calling it now um i like if you were in the competition, you'd want to hear from her because yeah. she's a drag queen and yeah. she's done the show before. So it just feels really authentic and legit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like... And in, fact, in, and in this in particular, she says a couple of times, well, I know when I was in the show, yeah. I was like, I think she's like Scarlet Boba, we'll get to it. But like, you know, I was this kind of the steady Eddie, but the steady Eddie wins the race or whatever yeah. it was. I, I think, I, I can't remember the exact thing she said, but that when she walked into the workroom, she said something and then she paused and just went, I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> it just really i don't know it really it got me good right okay. let's go through them okay so first of all um she trots over to see lemon and you know asked lemon the classic like um well last week you were thrown under the bus how'd you feel how'd you feel about being thrown under the bus how'd you feel about being fucked over basically is what she was saying very yeah. leading question oh, yeah. um and then, and then Brooke, is, you know essentially says to lemon that look the girls want you to go home because they're scared of you you know yeah. Which I thought was quite... She, Rue would never say something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely... It was a little... It wasn't the, quite the impartial judge comment. No. <laughs> but she she's right. Because... And it's like Lemon said it in... She said it at the beginning, says it again here. She's like, yeah, when we got down to it in, in Untucked, you know, they all gave their reasons for why they sent me, why they said I should go home. And none of them were about my drag or my performance or anything. They, it was all about person, personal things. I was like, well, 
more often than not when someone says it's because they're jealous that's like a reality tv like death death knell where it usually means no one is jealous and people just aren't interested or think you're bad but in this case i think it's actually right i think they are jealous yeah and lemon has the exact receipts from the last episode (laughs) where where you know they went down a line of people and said who do you want to go home i want it to be lemon because (laughs) because of this so like there's no there's no like i think people are jealous of me it's like no you're right (laughs) yeah you're so right i didn't i didn't think of it like that and then um what who's up next that's priyanka Priyanka. yeah so she (laughs) says that um the character she's been given is rude and angry and has been through some shit uh brooke says just like you <laughs> um and priyanka says she's that was gonna a good get that's a good brooke laugh you just did oh was it yeah oh, it kind of like a... um so priyanka says she's gonna give bp energy which is big priyanka energy for <laughs> the uk listeners not british petroleum energy which is bp in the uk this podcast has no affiliation with oil and we want to set that clear Okay, just set the record straight on that one. <laughs> any co- any comments? Well, my brother does work in oil, so we do have some oh, affiliation shit. to it. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Also, I don't want to get into it, but there was that certain fracking scandal earlier this year, but we will not get into that. Yeah, we're, we're in Canada. Drag race. We're, we're in Canada. We're in Canada, not America. So Wait a minute, but I think fracking is more prevalent in Canada. Oh, it, it must be because, yeah, because of the natural resources and the... the yeah. The, Anyway, anyway. <laughs> we, we have got political. <laughs> so let's go. And who was next? Oh, it was Rita Bagger. I liked, I liked this little moment with Rita. I thought it was an interesting, I don't know, maybe it's because I love her so much that I, I relish any opportunity to hear from her and hear like a little bit about more about her. Cause she's such a, she's such a strange character and kind of mysterious, even yeah. though she's not mysterious at all. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's very, she's yeah it's like she gives a lot and emotes a lot but there's also just stuff and she speaks a lot but you know she's not saying everything or giving everything away it's a smart move because it makes you it's it's an it makes her so like intriguing and, and interesting and in this little bit it's it's talking about how she because she's the uh the mother of the house of beggar she has to she feels like she has to put on kind of a, a brave front for everything. And, and she's kind of not someone who shows vulnerability for her children. And that's mm-hmm. a very likable kind of way to talk about being a reserved and guarded person. I think it's one thing just to say like, Oh, I'm just like a guarded person, but to back it up with that reason, even if that isn't the reason, it's a really good reason to say on TV. Cause it made me like her even more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I also just, uh, yeah, the fact that she's also, you know, representing Quebec and, you know, she wants to be strong and do that. And yeah, no, it was, this was like a a good moment, but it also left me wanting more. You yeah, know what I mean? I wonder, in fact, do you think there's going to be a moment? Because she hasn't really had a proper, I don't want to say breakdown, but a proper moment where she's yeah. crying or just like letting it all hang loose. Do you I think, think we're going to get that? Yeah, I think we've got something big coming up. I think it's going to be like a... It's, there'll be something definitely uh, there'll be something that kind of gets her and i think that'll be one of the things that gets talked about maybe as they get towards the end and she's definitely going to be at the end i think it's going to be one of the things that's talked about and she'll have like a breakthrough it'll be about showing emotion or something like that i feel like it's it's on the cards mm, on next the cards. we have <laughs> and you are a fortune teller aren't oh, you of course it's one of my other things that i do mm-hmm. so who, who is next oh bobo she's just ugh, bobo's just on this on this <sighs> 
I, I'm struggling. She's, a, she, she's in a half. She is in a, a bit of a half. She's in a real half. A, a Derek and Julianne half. She's <laughs> she's she's kind of. I don't know if this is a bit of a mean thing to say, but she's getting on my nerves in this episode. I I think it's. I, th- I understand where she's coming from and she's clearly being egged on by like not just the judges and the producers and the contestants everyone's egging her on basically being like oh you haven't won a challenge haven't won a challenge haven't won a challenge but like it's not like she's doing so badly that she's clinging on to the competition she's not like Alona who's just like you know going in the bottom consistently kind of almost going home and just getting negative critiques like she gets good critiques she just isn't winning and I completely understand mm-hmm. that she's frustrated and everyone's telling her to be frustrated but it's annoying me a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, you know I, I think mean? It's, it's not that I easy to feel sorry think for her. At the center of it all is I think that she's a very, very solid queen and she's nothing more, unfortunately. Yeah. I may be very wrong. This could come back to haunt me, but and there's nothing wrong with it. I think she's just a really she's she's good. Well, but she's not it? great. And she doesn't have anything that like sets her apart. So it just yeah. I think I think she's a classic example of someone who um on drag race it comes across that comes across on drag race as a TV show and I think she's someone who if you were like if you go went and saw her perform I bet she is fucking amazing like she's yeah. she's got a lot going on in terms of like talent it's just not sometimes talent doesn't the talent that people that the queens have and perform and do in performances in bars and like shows, it doesn't sometimes just doesn't quite translate to Drag Race as a TV show. And I think Bobo is a, a, a real victim of that the, the, of that thing happening because it's like I, you know for a fact if you if you went to a bar in in a different lifetime when we could and you knew that she was performing, you know that you would get something amazing. I I would feel excited to watch Bobo perform. Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Here's the thing. And this is very TV. She doesn't have her own USP, her own brand. You know what I mean? Everyone, everyone else has got a thing, but I struggle with her because she just doesn't have a thing. You know what I mean? Like Jimbo is like a bit older and clowny. Great. That's the brand. Lemon is young, dresses like a lemon a lot of the time. (laughs) And I mean that in a good way in yellow and, you know, was in New York. Like Scarlet Bob was just a bit like, what's your thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. And I think that's, well, Brooke's trying to tell her that like that slow and steady wins the race kind of thing, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Let's, uh, let's twirl ourselves down onto a gold, a very plastic gold couch like Brooke does and talk to Alona. Mm, Yeah. Alona. Now what is going on here with Alona? Okay. So yeah, she is, um, look, Alona, she she's aware that her character last week the whole sissy thing was very one note yeah. and she is actually relishing taking this character this mis- miserable character because it can show like a different side of things so I, mean. I, <laughs> I know i know i know but i but i appreciate that lona is thinking here you know what i mean yeah and actually um just before we get into the the nice little chat that she had with Brooke, i i don't i feel like i must have noticed this before but her in her interviews her eye makeup, it's like a subtle, because obviously she's doing like her subtle interview look, not like a full drag look. Her eye makeup is so stunning. It's like these three colors right in the corner, like the inner corner, these three like pastel pastel colors. And it's not like a full eye. It's just like a, a, a middle. It's like what Jeff's been trying to do all season. But honestly, I implore anyone just to go back and just have a look at it again. It's like so stunning that I, mm-hmm. I want to, she makes me want to like, 
do just do like boy boy makeup like that because it just looks so amazing anyway that's a complete diversion but 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 on that point it it goes back to what i was saying about scarlet bobo look i don't love alona whatever but i know who she is and i remember her she's like the young pastel yeah you know what i mean like she always has that color palette that she works to and she switches up but she's got a thing yeah, and then they have her and Brooke have a, a lovely chat about her being, you know, an indigenous person on the show and two spirited, non binary, um, and all of the things that she kind of is bringing to to this to this season, which hasn't really been mm-hmm. seen on Drag Race before. So that's a, that's a nice moment. It's a little, you know, it's a little worrying when you're watching the episode for the first time because you're kind of like, uh oh, is this uh, a sign of something to come later on when someone's getting a bit more development? But maybe that's just me being cynical. No, no, I hear you. It is that classic thing of like, look, if they haven't delved deep into the, yeah. the, the Queen's story by now, if they're doing it in this episode, that could be yeah. because they're about to. But I appreciate that it's a story worth hearing. So that's totally. You know and I mean? also like, this is a story uh, that you, you wouldn't necessarily get on the US show. You know yeah, what I mean? Because it's absolutely. like very, it's very, um, you know, rooted in Canada. Yeah. Shout out to Roots, the um, Roots. sponsor. Roots, the sponsor of the challenge in episode one. Okay, then now what we, happens? Now we cartwheel over to the clown herself. <laughs> we go back to Jimbo. Jimbo started in a vaudeville troupe doing sketch comedy. I trained as a clown and a drag clown, and now I'm just a big clown. I love being a clown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I look. I think I understand that perhaps the the hokey cokey nature of like vaudeville and clowning and all that stuff is not to everyone's tastes, but it definitely is a good springboard to do any kind of performance stuff like Jimbo does because it just means you are used to throwing yourself out there and having to make people laugh. And I do mm. think anyone that has those kind of sketchy, not sketchy, but like sketch based or, you know, performance based things as a queen coming on, speaking a lot like Bobo, actually as a queen coming onto the TV show, that really is a solid helping hand because you're used to performing. Not, it's not necessarily a lip sync or a, a singing or a dancing number. It's like a, I have to engage with the audience and make them laugh and be quick on my feet. And I think that's what always serves the Queens well on the show. I hear you. Also, going back to like Jimbo's clowning, quite literally, um, the the circus and clown culture is a big part of Canada. Yeah. So it it makes sense that they're really going into this in the show. Also, fun fact: How old do you think Jimbo is? Hmm. Uh, I think Jimbo is uh, thirty-seven. How old are you? I'm 36. He is 36. You're oh. right. Mm. I, I, I was being, I was being conservative with that. I would have thought that Jimbo was older. was quite a few yeah. years older than me, but it's, I also, it's an interesting one. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm in no way wanting no, no, to be ages or anything, but I, I find it interesting because spirit he, and aura, not looks. Exactly. He really feels like he's like 43. How old is uh, Bagger, Rita Bagger? Wait, I've got I've got the list here. I've got the list here. Rita Bagger is thirty-two. Oh, Rita Bagger is thirty-two. Thirty-two. Also, this list, this cheat sheet that I have up with every, in every episode, it has like their their names, their 
faces, all that kind of stuff, because I just, I need help. Um, and it also says like their real name. And I just want to tell you what they've written for Alona's real name, TBA. <laughs> Maybe that's her name. <laughs> her name is not TBA. Okay. So. <laughs> also, wait a minute. Do you not find that in the US they never say TBA, they always say TBD? Yeah. I had, I've had to stop writing uh, TBA on my uh, like work documents because I got laughed at. I had to start writing TBD. It's very annoying. Because TBC and TBC is to be confirmed is what I was writing and everyone was laughing at me. What's TBA? It's to be arranged? Announced. Announced. (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, uh, (laughs) this is where Brooke Brooke kind of uh, puts a button on the whole thing by saying, be bold, be consistent, and for fuck's sake, be a winner. (laughs) And then announces, who's that guest judge going to be, Ben? It's going to be Ali X, which everyone got very excited about. Now, I feel <laughs> some some chilly chilly shade coming from you. Well, let's wait. Let's wait until we get to that section because I've got I've got lots of opinions actually. So we'll see what they okay. are. Okay. So um, is- I know I know you generally don't like music after maybe the year twenty eleven. Did you know who Ali X was? Of course not. <laughs> okay just fun fact fraser like razor only knows modern songs if he's heard them on a playlist in my car yes or like yeah. it, it takes a real like it takes a song to be huge enough to be like for me to hear it like on the radio like around in life you know but whatever that's just my life let's get into the miss loose jaw pageants shall we okay so, so- I was just, I just wanted to say real quick. So this is, I was, this is what I was talking about earlier. I loved the, um, the aesthetic of the pageant and I like, it was Priyanka that was kind of describing it. She was saying that it's like a, it's like you'd have it in like, she said a legion, which I assume is like a legion hall, which I guess is like in the UK would be like a village hall or like a working men's club. And in America would be like a, what, like a veterans I don't know, something like that. But it's like, like a community center. And I like that. And it was kind of like, they lent into it being, kind of crap and i really liked that i thought it was a really fun aesthetic like you know the glittery curtain it just it made it let them it let it look crap but look crap on purpose rather than trying mm-hmm. to be a high-end pageant and it do, made do sense think, the characters do you think do you think the um the art department like shuffled up to the producers and were like look this is the budget we've got <laughs> this is as good as it's gonna get <laughs> this is good so i think we just need to lean into it i actually said i think we spent all our we spent all our money in those judges chairs <laughs> I feel like I feel like conversations were had definitely and choices were made and I appreciate those choices. And looking at it again, I've just got it up on my laptop at the moment. Um the glittery curtain in the background is definitely creased. So that yeah. hasn't been hung for long, I will say. Um <laughs> and looking at the the oh, I've noticed like the audience. Yeah. They're sitting on like little little tables and little it's like table you've gone little t- tables and it's like you know when you go to like a shit event and they've just like opened up a packet of like glittery stars and they've just like sprinkled them in the tables yes, that's what I, that's what i liked about it the aesthetic to me felt genuinely like someone was throwing a pageant in like a hotel conference room or like a, in like a sad kind of little community center and it was i loved it. it it was a really cool cool idea and what look i'm i'm interested to ask your opinion on this what did you think of jeff's mc I thought Jeff's emceeing worked yeah, because he was playing like he, he, it made, sense. it made sense because normally when Jeff appears, Jeff seems like he's playing a character and that's yeah. frustrating, but here he was meant to play a character. Yes, so he turned it up even more and it actually worked. And also I just want to say, I liked his look. Yeah. I thought he looked good. So should we get, 
Should we get into the the judges? I think we should work oh. backwards, actually. Okay. So okay. let's talk about so the guy from Degrassi, the principal from Degrassi. I've obviously never seen Degrassi. Have you? No. But it's the one. It's the show that Drake came from, right? Yes. Yes. It's kind of was. like Real kind changing. of like you kind of like Canada's um, Saved by the Bell, but a little bit later. Yes, and UK's what Grange Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Grange Hill is a top. I'm actually going to make a note. Grange Hill, we a, should talk yeah, about on right. um, our podcast at yeah, some point. That's a really good idea. That. Yeah, so, so yeah, he was fine. The principal guy was he was fine. Yeah, and then next next was uh, my favorite uh, member of Drag Race Canada is uh, the character squirrel friend Tracy Melshaw. She's Trace. really Trace is really solidifying my opinion about her being a judge on the next season trace is just so trustworthy i love her she throughout this whole thing she brought energy did facial reactions it's also just nice like however many episodes in it's not like a familiar face and it's like when she pops up i'm like oh great she's here yeah and i did i say on last week's episode my opinion about what they should do with her and and jeff and the judging maybe i did maybe i didn't i can't remember but I was, I was saying that I feel like they should just bite the bullet and just let Brooke be the RuPaul, sit in the RuPaul chair and do the introductions. Um, they should obviously stay as a queen and should stay. And then I think that Jeff and uh, Tracy, Trace, should be the in the rotating judges chair, like how Carson and Ross do the rotating, um, oh, yeah. rotating judge position on Drag Race. I feel like that would be a really beneficial, I just feel like, it would make it would make Jeff a much better judge because he wouldn't be there all of the time, and I think people would actually be like, "Oh, cool, Jeff's like Jeff's here, and he's he's being fun." And I think Trace is just like she's just like a breath of fresh. So I like her a breath of fresh. Yeah, Trace I, is a breath of fresh. Yeah, I stole that from um, from the TV show Happy Endings. Um, that was very then, good. No, I, I agree. I I very much agree with your proposal for season two. Well yeah. done, and uh, you're welcome to the producers. Um, I also think that you know, as we've mentioned before, if there is a season two and Jeff is back, they will have had time to like yeah, properly he's gonna, produce him. He's gonna he's gonna I, I like we talked about before. Like he's not he's gonna come into the, another season of this a very different person and. It's, it's a little mean and i don't feel like he should have been like completely trashed and destroyed for it but like yeah i think he knows what where things went a little bit wrong and then so i, I want to do another pitch though quick okay go um, on here's here's what i think with jeff as well i think that um whatever platform this is on in canada like what was it called like snap crackle pop like the, the channel something, it's on something, something like, like that. that fizzle dizzle um, mcnizzle or something like that fizzle fizzle the fizzle dizzle tv box and i think that he should do a documentary all about trolling and within the gay community and he should directly confront everyone well not everyone but lots of people who've really gone (laughs) in on him on in on him hard online because look hands up we first few episodes you know we went in hard on him but I, I don't think we got super, super personal, whereas a lot of people online have been pretty horrific. Yeah. So I think uh, that could be a really good way for him to properly, properly address it. Great. Well, we've mapped that out. Let's get to the final judge at the pageant, Michelle Dubarry. Now, I had never heard of Michelle before, but boy, do I want to know absolutely every fucking detail about her now that I have seen her. Oh, she was great. She was great. She felt like... Um, she felt very UK to me yes. because in the UK drag has been like such a thing for like decades that often, do you remember like Danny LaRue? Yes. 
yeah, yeah. It's like old drag queens from the 50s in the UK who are now super, super old. I don't think Dan- Daniel LaRue is with us anymore. Um, and just that kind of look of like a wig, some lipstick and a sparkly dress and a jewel. Yeah. You know? She she was she was cracking me up from the word go. My fa- mm. the, my fa- favorite thing that happened right in the beginning was Jeff was doing an introduction and he introduced Michelle and then <laughs> they just cut to her and she's just talking to the other two. She just goes, she looks at Jeff and she just goes, handsome, handsome. <laughs> she just goes, it's, it's very handsome. <laughs> it's like literally like she's never seen him before in her life and she's like, oh, he's handsome. Um, and she just was making me laugh throughout this whole thing. She was very funny. Just a classic. Just high like high traditional drag classic funny like i would i would watch her do like a comedy show even though she's you know whatever age she is i i feel i'd be in the safest hands possible with her i feel like she'd Mm -hmm. tell jokes that were a billion years old and they would still be funny you know and also she very much suits this setting of like an old school kind of like draggy pageant with like a a table and like a warm beer and a cup like she i feel like she's been in this situation for many years yeah so let's start. So the curtain, the curtain came back, and they all they all did like a little walk, a little walk around thing of like, you know, it's that kind of classic thing where it would be like a nice song playing, and they're all like da 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 da. It's like the first choreographed routine you do in a pageant, mm-hmm. and introducing everyone. I have to say, I'm not. I do think, obviously, because this was such a lemon heavy episode, but I do feel like even from the get go, my eye was drawn to Lemon. She was she was acting, she was doing something in every moment that she had. Yeah. Like, well, also her, her character was related to pageants. Yes. You know what yes, I mean? Exactly. So it made sense. Whereas like, you know, the, the slutty character wasn't, but still great. So it just, I completely agree. Like she really, it just really worked. Yeah. So they, uh, this is their kind of introductions, isn't it? So Rita now. Okay. I've got something to say that baggy skin. Yeah. So Rita's wearing like one of those, um, actually what, I don't even want to say flesh colored because no, that it's, is, it's like, it's like an illusion, illusion kind of skin illusion kind of netting or skin illusion fabric is what it is. It's meant to yeah, be. Yeah. And it was too baggy. So it was just all very wrinkled and weird. What did it make you think of? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to be very specific here. Okay. Go for it. Jerry Hallowell, when she released her solo song, Look at Me, she da, did a da, 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 da. <laughs> Look at me. Ginger Spice, she did a black and white video. And at the very final scene, she's dancing around dressed in black, but she's got a pink, I think we were calling them shrugs at the time. Yeah. You know, one of those little things that just covers like, you know, the arms and the back and the arms. Yeah. It's pink. But because the video was in black and white, it looks like it's her skin. So she's right. dancing around looking like she's wearing baggy skin, which was very confusing for me. And suffice to say, the song only got to number two in the UK charts. That, that song, do you remember that? How insane that has like a breakdown in the middle. And she has like a full new, like New Orleans style, like funeral for herself within the music video. For remember? Ginger. She has a funeral for, for Ginger. Ginger Spice. Yeah. Da, da, na, 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 na. Okay. I, I also feel like this Rita, like... Well, the weird thing is, is you, you, I feel like people wear them if they're kind of, you know, trying to like smooth something out or like, are a bit like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I know she was covering her tattoos for the runway. I just not sure, quite, not quite sure why she didn't just do that from the get go. Maybe, maybe she didn't have time and that's why she wore that because she like her decolletage and like arms and 
with all the, you know, later on looked stunning. So it wasn't like she was trying to cover up. I'm guessing maybe she didn't want to have tattoos for the, the pageant and didn't have enough time to do the body makeup. Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was, it was a strange choice. And she, she, I thought she started off okay in this bit because she's just like, I want to spread love. I'm so hashtag blessed. I was like, okay, I understand that character choice. Obviously, we'll, as we move along, it, it loses its steam. And then what was Priyanka? Priyanka's misdemeanor. Yeah, so Priyanka's doing sort of like moody. She's pregnant, which I love <laughs> a pregnant choice. Love yep. that, that choice. The wig that she'd been working on earlier, pretty questionable. Didn't quite <laughs> yeah. make sense. No, it didn't. Um, and uh, I, I love the, you know, she talks about her, her dad abandoning her and yells at her baby to stop kicking her, which I love. Yeah, she called her baby a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's good. Here's the problem though. I think when you do a character that is pissed off and a bit miserable, although we'll get to miserable later, Yikes. it doesn't make you feel good to watch yeah. because basically here's the thing. She's that character's not having fun. Yeah. Therefore you don't have fun watching her. Yeah. There's, I, I, there's definitely maybe a, a slightly more nuanced way to do kind of anger where it's funny, where you kind of, they, you almost want to be like the characters trying to cover up the fact that they're, they have an attitude. So then you mm-hmm. can, you get to see it through something else rather than just, you know, the, just the, the whole thing is just anger. It's almost like, I think she should have done the exact character that she did, but then tried to mask it with like a pageant thing. And then you let that character like slip through. That would have been funny. Mm. Oh, that's good. And and what happens if like, it was something really, really weird that was her trigger. There was yes. something really strange that she got angry about. Exactly. And that, so every now and that set her off. There could be some exactly. fun to play so with like you, So you make, you make the first beat that you do when you're talking to Jeff in that first thing, you actually make yourself upbeat and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm misdemeanor. You know, I'm, some people say I'm, I have an attitude problem, but I don't think I do something like that. And then you can like make it like just trickle in the anger more and then build up to having a baby, which I thought was really funny. Totally. Uh, and be like, and be like, you know, in the past I've been told I'm very, very angry, but you know what? I'm a hundred percent past that. And you're yeah. not going to see any of that anger tonight. Yes. I can hundred percent agree. And if you do see any yeah. of that anger and you tell me I'm going to get angry. Do you know what I mean? There's something, yeah, yeah. Exactly. something exactly. to play with. Exactly. And then Jimbo is misbehaving. Super I could be fun. a dirty girl. <laughs> my life's goal is to lose my gag reflex. It's still there. <laughs> She's like, I mean, listen, this is, this is just like solid Jimbo. She's very funny. Yeah. Doing a little bit of a, a Jessica rabbit hair thing. Yeah. And just like, I, I, yeah, she was great. I thought her tits looked fantastic as well. Okay, next up. General heaving, oh, t- yeah. general heaving yeah, bosom. Which was with like some, some sparkly jewels on top. Yeah. yeah. There, I'm, Totally, totally into it. Okay, next up, we had Alona playing Miserable. Now, I just want to give a shout out to producer Bree here. He says, Alona, as Miserable, plays herself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. She ain't, she ain't wrong. Yeah, it was, it, was a tough, it was a tough path that she took. It was like, she didn't do Miserable. She did Moni, which was... Yeah. Which and was, it's a shame because there's something fun here about basically being a goth beauty queen. You know what I mean? Well, that could have been really fun. Yeah, and I, I think I think the same kind of thought I had about Priyanka applies to this character, where it's like you 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 want to be someone try to mask the fact that you're miserable rather than just you can't base the whole thing on being miserable. You need to like build up to being miserable. I don't know. It, it definitely it was it was missing a lot of like levels and layers for I me. Think, I think the the phrase that you're looking for is or is light and shade, <clears throat> uh, or just one note. 
Yeah, it's just needs light and shade, light and shade, one note. Yeah, it's just it's light and shade. Um, levels. It's like when you're in drama class at school, just like levels. We want different levels. So Scarlet was next, misinformed. Now, this is where I have some big questions. I thought the character was meant to be someone who thinks they, knows it, thinks they know it all, but they don't. I did not get one second in her entire thing where she said something that was misinformed. No, I was confused about this. I also thought her thing was she was meant to be a know-it-all. Like yeah, she knew exactly. everything. I, I know everything, but actually she's wrong. It's basically like, I thought, I thought the character that they're trying to give her is one of those, you know, like that famous beauty queen that gave that really dumb answer on Miss um, World or whatever it was. I thought it was, I thought that was the character they were giving her where it's like, she talks about subjects that she has no idea about and is wrong about them, but acts like she knows it all. Yeah, where, it was confusing. And I, and you could see her struggle. She did that kind of, she was like, okay, what, what the hell am I going to do? So she has like a high pitched kind of like yeah. baby voice and is like giggling and spoke very fast. It was very hard. Look, look, here's the thing. At times I couldn't understand what she was saying. Do you think <laughs> some of the older judges knew what she was saying? No way. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought if, if this had been a character plucked out of nowhere, that she'd done for a pageant challenge where they had they were given no parameters, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Because I'd be like, oh, this is a fun, weird character. She's got a weird, funny, high voice, and she's she's talking really particularly. And I, I was like, okay, that if, if this had been not assigned for anything, I would have been like, this is actually a really fun kind of thing that she's doing. But because I was kept trying to understand how it related to her character, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, wasn't and into it. Lemon, Misfits. She had a southern, a nasty little southern drawl. Who did she look like? <laughs> Who did she look like? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. Who are you going to say? Anna, Anna Nicole. Oh, she did look like Anna Nicole. You're right. <laughs> um, so that was kind of their, all their introduction. So should we just quickly breeze through the, the talent portion? Okay. So Ms. Arable, Alona, so she sort of does a painting thing, which I was really excited about because I think yeah. there, I always I always find like stupid painting things funny if there's a really yeah. good gag or payoff. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and then she's sort of like... <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah, but she also... I appreciated where she was going. She was sort of going to like an angsty sort of place where she was you know then painting herself and being kind of all out there the problem was it just wasn't funny yeah like i'm not i don't want to i i'm acting like i'm you know like a groundlings teacher and i know all about improv and performance but don't you think it would have been so much better if she had you know not shown the audience what she was painting and then been like worked out something to talk about while she was painting and being like oh my inspiration for my painting is like you know, my outlook on the world and how I'm, you know, a really positive person. Then you turn around the painting and it's like, I don't know, I was about to say something really dark, but like, do you know what I mean? Like something yeah. that doesn't match what she's saying and it's funny. Or she like, I would have like painted one of the judges or like, I don't know, it just, or been like, this is a self-portrait and then like painted something like really sad. I don't know. It like just a bat, painted like a bat. Yes, exactly. exactly. So yeah, um, we just needed like a payoff, like a reveal. I will say, I thought it, I loved her little mustache that she'd drawn on. Yes, I and did and there were some funny moments where like, she's like rolling her eyes and looking pissed off. It just, again, it's not fun. Yeah. You know what and I mean? not funny. There wasn't no. one joke in any of it. No. <laughs> and she, 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 they cut to her in an interview and she's like, this is going so well. Like the audience is so uncomfortable. This is exactly what I wanted. I was like, it was it. <laughs> is this what we want? And judge, and judge, and, funny. and judge Michelle wasn't, wasn't into it. I have to say. <laughs> There's so many cutaways of Michelle during this just going, oh, okay. 
<laughs> also, shout, shout out to the audience. There's some cutaways to the audience. I have to say, I do notice some very warm looking duffel coats that are being worn. <laughs> someone's wearing someone's wearing a gelée. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a padded gelée to keep them warm. Oh, and actually Michelle herself, she's wearing like a fur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a costume choice. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, what, who was next? Oh, Priyanka and Mr. Mina did, did some interpretive dance. She made me laugh in this. I'm sorry. It yes. was funny. She, this was another, this is another moment where like people, I don't know. I, I was disagreeing with what was going on because I agree. I thought she was, she was really funny. She, they did her dirty with the, the music edit of this scene as well. It like there, this we'll get to lemon when we get to that point. But in the way that lemon got a very, a very good edit, Priyanka got like a bad edit. Like she was being funny and I feel like they were not showing people laughing and I don't know. I just, I'm a little, I have my eyebrow raised, one eyebrow highly raised about the way Priyanka was edited. I, I think agree. And also she funny. gave birth. That's funny. Yeah. But do you know, do you know what I would have added? I would have added a water breaking. Yes. So I would have done like a whole, like a, like a, a water balloon thing. And I say this as, I don't know if you ever know this Fraser, but I actually performed in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival <laughs> as a student. But one of our characters was pregnant and the final show, she didn't tell us, but her water broke and she gave birth and it was just really fun. Um, so I just think, you know, speak to props, get a couple of water balloons on the side. Yeah, you, you, know? you have that water on set though. That's the only thing. You'd have to get something to Shit. look like water, like glitter or something. And then you'd be like, I'm having a gay baby. Gay baby. There you go. We fixed it. Fixed it. Okay. Right. And the glitter's red. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Oh, why is it red? No, sorry. I don't know. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I got carried away there. I strike that. And let's say the glitter is blue like water. Oh, God. Uh, misbehaving. Jimbo did animal calls. This was really fun. It, it, was, it was so weird and yet it is the sort of thing that would happen yeah it was a talent show it was such a good it was such a good choice i mean i feel, do you feel like they were assigned their talents because they had the props to go with it i feel like perhaps they were uh, yeah i yeah i think i think there could be there was like a whole list of maybe like 20 things like interpretive yeah. dance bird calls and they could pick one and go with it i have to say all my knowledge of pageants comes from miscongeniality well, there's a moment later that we need to talk about uh, related mm. to miscongeniality, but um, yes, I, I agree. <laughs> so, you, what you would do? You would have done like the art of self-defense. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Remember that? I would have. No, I no. I would have done. I would have done a retrospective of all of Sandra Bullock's characters just throughout her <laughs> career. <laughs> well, just you like. I, I'm literally the only two I want to talk about: Speed and the Net. Oh my God. Yes. I would have reenacted a scene from the net. I'd be like, I'm going to play this period piece. It's from 1995. Um, I'm ordering a pizza online. (laughs) Oh my God. We talk about the net. I'm sorry. I'm doing an interpretive thing of the movie. Speed is really funny. (laughs) There is something great there. Just Uh, like standing there with a wheel, like pretending you're driving. That's a bomb. Um, I don't. I don't think that was a, an option on the list of twenty, though, that they could pick from. Just Sandra Bullock retrospective. <laughs> uh, so, who was next? <laughs> um, Scarlett played the bongos. This was again. If this had been a completely brand new character, I would have been like, "Oh, this was kind of a fun idea for the bongos." I didn't really get it, but it was entertaining. But it had absolutely nothing to do with the character she was meant to be playing. I also just thought, like. 
and all the critiques and everything, everyone seemed to love it. I thought it could have been so much better. Yeah. Was was the joke meant to be that she didn't know how to, that she was misinformed about how to play the bongos because she didn't do that because she obviously did that thing where she was making that funny noise, but like she then played them. So it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I'm her whole thing for me was one giant question mark. Yeah. I didn't and also it. as producer Bree has written here, she had an annoying voice. Yeah. It so... just it wasn't. Mm. Anyway, uh, who was next? Okay, oh the lemon. Well, we, we really peaked at the end here with lemon oh as misfits. So she was doing like a whole like mime <laughs> thing, which I just think is fantastic. It was so funny. I loved her outfit. That little, like that corset with the little like dicky bow on it. it was so cute. And like, and I loved her, what she said in an interview where she's like, I love in pageants when the girl's talent is pageant. So it gets to the talent portion <laughs> and they don't know what to do. And they just do a really bad thing like mime. She, she hit the <laughs> head like, perfect she it was perfect and they, they did you notice though that the 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 edit was super kind they gave her a sound effect with every single thing that she did in mm. the mind that was definitely not done during the show that was all done like post so she, I also, yeah yeah Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to jump in. I just got overexcited because I also just remembered as she was doing that miming of like pulling in a rope, Tracy on the panel yeah. really played into it and was like yeah. being pulled in by the rope. Yeah. Of course she was. Classic was. Trace. Yeah, she it's because she fucking gets it. And uh, I, I just thought it was actually, she, I actually thought her miming was good as well. Like she, she actually genuinely did a good job of miming and she made it funny. Like, oh, I can't get in. And then she, she couldn't get out. Like she walked into the door and like mimed her way off the stage. It was just... She just made the correct choice at every single turn during that performance for ev- like her outfit and everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the leaving the stage thing was fantastic. Yeah. It just, yeah, it was great. Great all around. Oh, oh God. Then... Uh, this was... Mm. God. It was a good idea. I don't think it was. I 100% disagree. I think gift wrapping is way too... It's, um, it's too... It's too difficult to do as a performance because it's actually I, like like too fiddly it's too many little details that you actually have to do to complete the look of unless unless you made the choice to like wildly like just crumple up in the paper and just like do you know what i mean like not actually really pay attention to the wrapping but i feel like to to gift wrap something in a funny way is a really weird choice because it's okay. not funny do you want to tell you do you want, should i tell you how i think we could do it go for it first of all you start off the gift wrapping and no matter what, you're right. Gift wrapping's hard. So it's always going to be shit. So there's humor in that. Also, what are you gift wrapping? Imagine if you opened up the box and there was like a bomb in there or something really <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. No, and then course. also who's that gift going to? So like you could totally play in that. Then do you know what my finale bit would be? As I'm finishing off, I go to like put in a ribbon and I snip the ribbon, but I accidentally cut myself and I've rigged up a whole fake blood thing up my arm and blood <laughs> shoots everywhere. And I run off the stage. Okay, I have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yes and you, but I'm also gonna oh. take it in a direction which I think would have worked for the challenge. I think what she should have done is gift wrapped a box and been talking about how she was in love with her boyfriend. But she should have got more and more manic as it was going on about like the love and the obsession. And then she reveals it by opening it, and it's like his his heart inside the box or something really crazy like that. So like mm. you, she's meant to be like this like love person, but you make it so like twisted. So by the end starts off just really sweet and then it ends up like and i loved him so much i wanted to take his heart for my own and then you open the box it's got like a bloody heart in it 
and then you eat it. I don't know. Maybe I've, I mean, maybe I've got a little too carried away there, but I'm, I'm concerned about the props department in that one. Although for either, whichever one we go for props do go out there and get that fake blood for us. Yeah. I mean, listen, as two people who uh, have not only completed the groundlings, UCB, um, all, you know, all comedy and improv training, we, we not only teach it, we own our own comedy improv studio mm-hmm. and we've also been on SNL and have been in movies and stuff. So we know what we're talking about when it comes to comedy. Well, you know what the B in UCB stands for? Ben. Yeah. And what's my middle name? Benedict. Case closed. Right. Moving on, we go to the swimsuit, swimsuit. portion. I think we can. I think we can. Uh, yeah. We can really skim past the swimsuit portion because it nothing really happened. They, it was just them walking forward and kind of delivering one little thing, and yeah. I felt like I felt like again. The people that were succeeding made some good choices, Jimbo. And uh, maybe Priyanka was okay. And uh, obviously Lemon was great. And then I think, you know, Alona just Alona just kept, uh, you know, nailing more nails into her coffin by just being like, ooh. Well, Rita, and also Rita had those flippers. That was kind of cute. Mm. The flippers that she, oh, you're not convinced by those. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I found this episode very difficult to watch from a Rita perspective because I love her so much. I know. I didn't feel I like know. she was very good. I did think it was kind of cute, like the thing, the little thing that Rita, not Rita, the little thing that um, Scarlett Bobo did with the hands, the kind of little bunny hands, and then the judges replied doing it. I thought that yeah. was cute. Yeah, had nothing to do with her character, though. Well, it's because we don't know who the character is. It wasn't. She wasn't following the brief at all. Anyway. Also, when wait when Lemon did that uh, Pratt fall, what did it remind you of? <laughs> reminded me of <laughs> the Pratt fall <laughs> that you once that you once did on a night out to to <laughs> honor Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker's fall on the runway in the episode of Sex in the City to the song "Got to Be Real" by Cheryl Lynn, and uh, you did it as a as an homage, and it was so good that someone came up to you and asked if you were okay. And what does she say? She falls over and then she says, Stop taking my fucking picture. Yeah. Stop taking my fucking picture. (laughs) Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. Oh, that's such a good episode. Heidi Klum. Anyway. (laughs) That's my favorite episode of Sex and City. Season four, episode one, The Real Me. Anyway. (laughs) And also, just real quick, if you watch that episode, they play Got to Be Real over the credits. And then right at the very end, it, like she opens her closet door, doesn't she? And it's like, did it? And there's like a little bit at the end. It's a little Easter yeah. egg for you at the end of that one. <laughs> I think I'll help you. What you I love that song. To be real. It's got, <laughs> got to be real. Also, just on the back of Got to be real, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but there's a amazing duet of Mariah and Patti LaBelle singing Got to be real at like Patti LaBelle's like, birthday performance and i watched it me and my friend caroline and fran watched it five gazillion bazillion times to the point where we learned like we learned the things that patty labelle like, says in between and she's like mariah mariah take your flowers girl take your flowers girl <laughs> mariah mariah that was so good that's, especially that's- when Mar- mariah literally does the <laughs> she like takes it all oh it's so good oh my god i'm literally oh my- I feel like fucking crazy. That cayenne pepper <laughs> shot that I did and my memory have got to be real. Oh. I am sweating at the excitement of watching that video after we've recorded this podcast. 
Mariah, tend your flowers, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good Patti LaBelle impression, by the way. Anyway, let's quickly get to the interview portion. Let's be quick because I feel like we've well, talked for 500 years. Well, after, I oh, just want to say Michelle uh, gives a shout out to Jeff saying that Jeff would look good in a bikini. <laughs> she did it again. She's like, I'd like to see you in a bikini. And then she just does the <laughs> trace and she's like, wouldn't he look good in a bikini? <laughs> I, lo- I loved her. Like she had that very kind of, she just there was she commanded everything in that this episode for me i couldn't stop watching her i wanted to see her like way more i wanted to see her actually judge like on the the like the main show like the next day but anyway um let's do the q and a uh, i mean i don't feel like we need to go through absolutely everyone's answers for this i feel like it's more of like another overview of who did a good job and who didn't <laughs> well we got to shout out jimbo who just sucked on the mic and yeah. says it tastes really good like strangers that was fin- utterly utterly fantastic yeah and jeff did a little you know triggered everyone watching by saying the mic needed to be sanitized and everyone was like oh sanitize it <laughs> Why do you feel really triggered by that? Because, you know, I just I, I, I'm watching Drag Race to forget the current world, and I don't want to hear words like sanitizer. Oh, you know, see. it was a it's very like, it was a real pre-COVID situation. Yeah, exactly. wasn't it? When sanitizer was just freely available to be like requested. Um, uh, oh yeah, Alona was bad. I, I actually thought everyone's answers were pretty bad in this bit. <laughs> I, I actually feel like nearly everyone um, had a missed opportunity here. I don't know if you felt like that. Even yeah, Lemon, Lemon made, a, oh, made I, Lemon made the mistake of. She had a really good answer, but I think she didn't, she forgot that Tracy was called Tracy. So it made her answer confusing because she, she was like, I would, if I could do something differently, I would kill that bitch Tracy because she won a pageant and I should have won and world peace. But I think she'd already just thought of the name Tracy and then forgot that Tracy was called Tracy. So there was that weird moment where the the judges were like, oh, Tracy, she's talking about you, but she wasn't meant to be. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I thought she was talking about Tracy. Uh, I, well, this is my opinion. I feel like, Tracy's like her go-to like fake name in the situation. Oh, and I think she I just see, I, see. I think she plucked it like like how mine is if I was in that situation, I just would have been like, and that bitch Sandra, because I like Sa- Sandra is my like go-to fake name. I think I'd go with Linda. Yeah, see, Sandra and Lindra. Lindra. <laughs> Sandra and Linda. Well, they're both on our, our list of 90s mums names, which we're very yes. obsessed with. We can't get into that. Wait. I'm also, I, I did also appreciate, I think it was Scarlett who did like the callback to like the fact that the, the mic was dirty. Yes. Is that Scarlett? I thought it was I cute. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we get to the best part. What, this little skit scat skadoodle that happened at the end? <laughs> Michelle sneaking out and stealing the crown. Now, it was very cute and like leaving that note saying, see you suckers. See Here's you suckers. the thing. Here's the thing. Do you think that Michelle just look she's an she's an older gal I wonder if she could only be there for so long I know I think that was planned I think that was planned okay it did seem it did seem very hastily filmed but I think that's what they were they were trying to go for that it did seem very short that little skit scat skadoodle I thought there was going to be I thought there should be a little more footage of her leaving with the crown I think it's strange that we didn't see it like on main camera, like on the set, and we just saw it backstage. I thought it was a strange moment, but it was still funny. See you, suckers. She's gone. <laughs> I do. This is like a really good example of like what is really funny about this show is like sometimes they just go really, really weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like even in American Drag Race when like Jeff and um, Rue had that whole like love affair moment. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I like yeah. I love I love the weirdness that happens. Oh, okay. So that was the end of the pageant. 
Michelle, Michelle basically won. She won the whole pageant and the episode for me. Michelle, with with strong strong support from Miss Congeniality Tracy. Yeah, our, our girl Trace. We didn't even discuss the Degrassi guy, but who cares? I don't. Straight, straight white guy, right? Unless he's gay, and I'm really that's really bad of me to not even have looked. I doubt it. Anyway, we are back and we are prepping for the runway. Uh oh, this is this scene was amazing. This scene was the definition of tired bickering. Just like, you know, when you're really tired. Okay, do you know what? It's like if you've gone on like a boozy vacation with friends in your early 20s and like day five, you've gone out every night, you've been day drinking every day and day five, you just start bickering about nothing because you're a bit too hot by the pool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't don't want to go out tonight. You do. Well, I'm not going to go. Well, if I don't go, you can't go. I think it seemed like them in the car on the way home. Oh, I see. Like, when, everyone's, like, when everyone's just a bit tired. Yeah, everyone was overtired and grumpy. And it was very funny. The way they edited this bit and the way the other girls reacted to it was very funny. Because obviously, you know, a fight in Drag Race can go, you know, most in most ways, it, the, it'll be like, okay, dramatic music. It'll be reaction, reaction, interview. I can't believe these girls are going for it, yada, yada. Whereas this fight, they set to like pure co- like comedic music. It was literally like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. and then just <laughs> cutting to all the girls being like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen what did priyanka say it was like the seinfeld of arguments nothing was happening and it was still funny that was such a good <laughs> fucking joke <laughs> oh yeah it, such, was, it was it was fun such a solid joke yeah really good and just like it was purely about it, it, it's it's i can't remember who said it i think maybe it was priyanka when she said that they always have what they both have to have the last word and that's why the fight yes. went on so long and it's so true because it was that thing of wasn't it they were like okay well fine in the future i won't say anything well don't because in the future i won't have anything to say to you okay well no i hear you girl i hear you i hear you loud and clear sissy well good because oh. i need to get my point across i <laughs> yeah. want to be heard yeah, yeah it just went on and on and on and also yeah. like i do you know what at this point i'm like look you're all tired you're about to get in that main stage just fucking focus on the competition. Yeah, you know what I mean? Focus, particularly both of them when yeah. they're, you know, one's middling throughout the whole competition scar and Alona's clearly going home. Like just focus in yourself. Yeah. And it was, and then uh, my girl, our girl Rita brought it together. She's like, do not forget this is Canada. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's so fucking funny. I love her so much. <sighs> so then we had a bit of a history lesson and they started talking about Michelle. Michelle Dubarry. Yeah, this is, this is great. I really appreciated this because I obviously got all a fluster when I first saw Michelle and didn't know who she was and did lots of Googling. And then I really appreciated the show also giving us the, the, the history of her. So she was, she's the oldest working, working drag queen in the world um, from the great imposters drag troupe. She's 88. And then, Oh, do you see this note in our in our outline? Would you like to read this note? Oh, oh well. So, well, I'll tell you what, producer Bree's been googling up a storm because she says Darcel from Portland is actually all caps the oldest drag queen in the world at age eighty nine, and Bree has seen her perform twice. Oh yeah, that she and she's very famous in Portland. Actually, I yeah. vaguely knew of her. Uh oh. <laughs> well, still though, I, I I thought this was a lovely a lovely uh, kind of use of the, after that silly fight and that lovely use of that remaining time to be like, okay, we're going to do something decent and, and, and worthwhile. And it was just like shouting out 
her kind of career and legacy and impact. But mm. also I liked what it segued into just talking about like looking up to older, older Queens and uh, older, you know, older queer people to kind of, it's, it's that thing of like, listen to your elders because they paved the way for you to come and get to do this ridiculous nonsense basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Rita talks about like lady bunny and yeah. Oh yeah, and then Rita goes down that path of saying oh, yeah. Lady Bunny inspired her because Lady Bunny's a bigger queen and Rita used to be a bigger queen and then there were shots of her and she was. Yeah. I thought she looked great. She did. Yeah. So that was that was fascinating. Again, we're getting teased with that backstory, that Rita yeah. Bagger backstory. Like there's more going on there. That Rita Bag story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then uh, Lemon. What was uh, Lemon what was Lemon up to? So she she kind of said that she's she has kind of body issues because she has like the drag, it's like the drag pressure of body type. And then it's the dance world pressure of body type. And she was kind of saying that she doesn't have the, like the traditional male dancer body of the sense of like being like all buff and like muscled. I think she has a a slightly more feminine kind of physique, kind of dancerly physique. And I think she's kind of, and then she did, she said that that kind of really tough thing where she said that she just stares in the mirror all day and, dancing's about correcting your imperfections and things. I, I thought I really, I find Lemon to be very articulate and kind of, um, I don't know, she wears some, some of the other people perhaps I find quite difficult to listen to about anything. I feel like I could listen to Lemon talk about anything. I, I really, yeah. I just like her. She's Lemon's she's, interesting because she's young, but she's not immature. Yes, precisely. Precisely. It's because she lived in New York. Well, she's lived in those, and you know, you know what they say about New York city that doesn't sleep. Never sleeps. They say that about New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone's been taking a bite out of the Big Apple. Lady Liberty herself. <laughs> oh my God. Side note. Can I just say a song I never need to hear ever again is Empire State of Mind. Okay. <laughs> now you're in New York. What about, oh God, that's what, about, crazy. what about if you're watching um, the first Sex and the City, Sex and the City <laughs> movie? Because I'm very happy with it there. Was it the first one or was it the second one? I think it's the first one, maybe. I don't know. All I can think no, it's about... the second one. It's the second oh, one yeah. because the first you're one right. is Labels and Love by Fergie. The second one. Sorry. <laughs> the second one is is empire state of mind yes you're right oh my god the sex the city one movie soundtrack has got some real gems on it jennifer hudson's all dressed in love being a very fun song to warble along to in the shower uh click flash by sierra click flash is amazing if i were if i were ever in a photo shoot situation like ben do you want some music on i'd be like could you just put sierra's click click click, click flash on repeat Oh my god! And if you and I ever do find ourselves in New York together, we do have a list of songs like of our New York songs that we have to play, like that song from the Hills, the the J Lo doing it well, and Labels of Love. Anyway, let's get back to our actual job today. Let's Shall talk we go about to the main stage. Okay, so the judges. Let's just quickly talk about the judges. Luke's real quick. Jeff, tick, fine, lovely. Brooke. I enjoyed it. I thought she looked like a beautiful, like dumb blonde. Like I loved it. She was sexy. She was in purples. Lovely. What do you think? Those two. Wait, I'm trying to find them again. I can't. I can't fully remember. Oh yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Like. Yeah. Brooke Stace. was good. Um. Jeff. You know, busy with the makeup. Fine. Whatever. He's having fun. And then Stace. Yeah. Oh, like it was. I love it was Stace's pretty cool. Leg. She had like a sort of like a high neck ruff. I love the fact that her dress. Um like shielded one leg but not the other it was kind of yes, asymmetric yeah, had, yeah, but with a slit asymmetric but not like 
traditional asymmetric. It was, no. yeah, it was just very interesting. And it, I love that. So you saw the full, the full shot of it where you're like, oh, wow, what a fun like shape and look. And then such a smart choice to, to do a dramatic neck for sitting down because she just looks, mm. it just was, and her face is so stunning to like frame it with something. She's just, at this point, I don't know what she's going to do for me to ever be disappointed. Like, even if she came out in like jeans and like a t-shirt, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I, I'm, I'm stasmatized, you know? No, but remember, I think it was last week, her outfit was a bit underwhelming. Oh, it was yeah. Kind of like a, you know what I mean? But it wasn't bad. Okay, then we need to get on to AliX. <laughs> Excuse me, I was taking a sip of water. You made me laugh. Okay, so <laughs> we get a do, 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 do. And then AliX enters the scene in a, um, a look that I was, I put in my head as an SNL character doing a sketch about Princess Leia playing the girl from the ring coming out of the well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very good. <laughs> I, I, I made a note of it was very Star Wars meets someone dressed up as someone who died in a reenactment and had come back as a ghost. Yes. And she was kind of like, so I, okay, here's, here's, I'm just going to give you my, my initial reaction and then I'm going to surprise you. So I was just like, oh, she started coming down the runway and I was like, you know how I feel about a kookaluk person. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, here she is. She's kooky. She's quirky. She's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. and I was annoyed by her and my initial, my oh, visceral reaction. I know. I could, I, I, while I was watching it, I was like, Fraser is going like, to be furious. I'm like, really not here for this. But I have to say, over the course of the rest of the episode, I really liked her. I oh. thought she was a really fun judge. I really loved her. She like. Was- her right. energy, her like opinions. I agreed with everything she said. I liked her song that they did the lip sync to. I went and listened to some of her music afterwards and I was like, I like this. I was like, her music's really fun. And I her looked into like more about her and I was like, she's great. I she, she is fully so converted me. fun. She's do you know what she's like? She's like the it's like when a goth loves Hello Kitty. That's yeah. the way I, I view her and her pop music. Because her pop music is so poppy poppy bubblegum, but she's very kind of like alt one of the the gothy kids from school but yeah. it's like she obsesses over bubblegum pop yeah. and i i loved her also big shout out to the keys that were hanging on her waist yes. i will say i i her whole vibe for me was like yeah like gothy like a gothy girl who's like misfit doesn't fit in but also when you were like at school or like in uk term like sixth form when you were like early days of college it's like she's the cool like the goth girl who never fitted in but also then somehow because of like queerness and otherness being something that you will gravitate towards it's like she made friends with all like the the queer people so then also has like a queer sensibility and aesthetic and like an appreciation for like camp and fun and lightness and silliness but is also like gothy and you know like performancey but like in a I don't know it's 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 when you're when you're tapped into that kind of the queerness it's a level of self-awareness that makes you not annoying that was a very like that was a very highfalutin way of saying that but that's what i get from her it's like serious performancey but fun and aware of the fact that she looks like kind of a, a knob she she is she queer i don't know don't know what do you think the keys unlock my heart got it <laughs> Oh, you loved your joke there. You were really all about it. Oh my God. My eyes have like filled up with like, I feel like I'm, maybe, I'm like on the verge of tears all of a sudden. I think it's because I'm so pleased with myself or I'm sweating. Okay. okay let's talk let's about the looks. Into... On the 
the realness. Okay. Category is pageant perfection. Alona so we first. Had Alona first. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good stuff here. I mean, again, sticks to her brand of pastels. Yes. Um, there's some fun bits and Bob enjoying the, enjoying the makeup. I don't have a huge amount to say. Yeah, I, I liked it from the neck down to the waist. Okay. I liked okay. that mid that mid section. I I loved all the sparkly stuff, and I thought her I loved her giant earrings and her neck ruff. I thought I liked that it was too much. Um, but I agree that I didn't like her hair and the bottom of her dress because it had no sparkle on it. It kind of just looked like a bit wop wop. Uh, who's next? It's Lemon. So Lemon <sighs> is playing like full on um, kind of like pageant pageant toddler. It was really, really fun. And it was super it was clever so because it was different to anyone else. Yeah. And yet she looked good, loved her big hair. Uh, yeah, so much fun. I and loved again, her, um, her shoes and socks were my favorite part of it. Oh, so good. again, dressing in yellow, work that yeah. brand. And they when they cut they cut to her doing like a little tap routine and those those little <laughs> socks and shoes comments. And I was like, she's I was like, you done it, you done it, girl. Nothing but nothing but praise for that look. It was very good, super fun. Okay, who was next? Next up was Rita Bagger. So Rita Bagger came out and everyone was like, ooh. So the dress and the makeup. I thought Rita Bagger looked stunning. She was very much like if Disney did evening gown versions of Ursula. Yes, exactly. This is what it was. She did look stunning. The dress doesn't fit and it's, it's awkward. Um, And then they talk about the hair later. We'll get to that hair. But I like that she referred to herself as Glenn Close. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was very Glenn Close. Yeah. After she she made the reference, though, it was very good. But I just thought it was very Ursula. Mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it was like this is the this is the Ursula gown. Yeah. Okay. Then up then was Priyanka, and she was doing like a whole kind of like Princess Jasmine type situation. And she said her look was quite specifically it was inspired by her gran, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought she looked she looked gorgeous. That um, as they all said, that color blue with like her skin and everything, it was just she looked dreamy. I, I, also, and I loved, I loved her hair. Yeah. No, oh, no. Oh, yeah. The hair is great, actually. Also, here's the thing. If you say that your look is inspired by your dead <laughs> gran, untouchable. No one can say anything. It's true, okay. though. Now let's, let's get to the most controversial look on the runway for this week. Jimbo. Yeah. So Jimbo was... I don't know where to begin with this look. Okay. I I liked her hair and makeup. I liked the diamonds like on love, her coming out of her eyes and her ears. Loved the diamond tears. I thought Absolutely. the hair was fun. I really did think the hair was fun. I didn't think there was a problem with it. I was just like, oh, it's fun. My issue was that it looked like a reveal that never happened. Mm, yeah, because it was a very big, bulky dress. It was, yeah, it felt like a lot of construction to conceal something else. So My issue was very, like, it was ugly stepsister in Cinderella. Yeah, but it wasn't enough of an ugly stepsister in Cinderella look to be an ugly stepsister in Cinderella look. It was like, mm-hmm. it just looked bad like it rather than an intentional choice. Also, it, like wasn't, it wasn't pageant. Yeah. It was kind of, she was kind of doing like a, a, a strange version of um, Marilyn's like, you know, diamonds are a girl, girl's best friend kind of look, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was an odd, an odd version of that. Like imagine, imagine if, she'd kind of come out in that outfit 
and it had revealed to something that matched something that was all the diamond stuff something really like sleek and body hugging that was like made of all the things coming out of her eyes but the whole dress was made out of that so it was like kind of like a swingy kind of flappery kind of number but it was all the way to the ground like body body con like silvery imagine if that had been underneath I hear you. That would have been cool. A little bit like what Mel B. Scary Spice wore in the 2012 Olympics. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's the exact reference point I was trying to make. It's kind of dangly bits on like a bodysuit. That would have been such a stunning like reveal. But yeah, it definitely felt like it was, it was like a, it was a strange, it was a very strange outfit. It was very also, to use a real UK reference, it was very pantomime dame. Yes, it was very dame-ish. You're right. It was, yeah, it was odd. Um, okay. Oh my god. Okay. Where where is where is I thought Lemon did the best job of like having fun and doing the thing. I would I thought Scarlet Bobo looked the fucking best on the runway this week. I thought well, she once yeah. So stunning. Oh, it was such a look. Oh. Well, once again, the, the 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 people at Disney have been busy with their evening gown looks of villains because she's doing like a whole like Cruella de Vil. The Cruella, yes. It was Cruella Von Teese, wasn't it? It was just yes. like, just, oh, it was so good. And like, I think it was uh, my, you know, my new favorite pop star, Ali X mentioned that like her tattoos as a part of the look were like, made it look even more stunning. And I loved that, like drawing that into the whole look i thought her hair was stunning her makeup was beautiful the gown like she the way she padded the everything about it was just she the way she had just that like one like off the shoulder kind of little shrug thing with her as well she looked so stunning it was ah oh, such like a it was it was that that really solidified that thing of my head of like oh imagine if she you were seeing her in a bar and she came out and did like a started off like a number to this or like or like do you remember when we saw um morgan mcmichaels doing that joan collins lip sync in Palm Springs a million oh, years yeah. ago. And it's like, imagine if she came out and did some like iconic, like Hollywood bitch, like lip, like lip sync performance in that outfit. You just, I would just throw money at her, you know? Yeah. I, I thought, I agree. It's a very, very strong look. I didn't love it. No, I yeah. look, no, look, it's it, everyone's entitled to their opinion. This is what I say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so <laughs> generous of you to allow me to have a voice in this podcast that we do together that relies oh. on us having voices. Oh God. All right. All right. Alona. The nasty way to shut someone down. That was that was really nasty. I'm like oh, she's, she's I'm having a real alona right now. Oh, yeah, she's being I, a total alona. Yeah, that made me. I've, I've got like hot with embarrassment for saying that to you. That made me feel really ashamed. That was really nasty. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> critiques. Yes, uh, alona. We're talking of alona, she's up first. Yeah, they. they you know, this is it. They said. They said you didn't do the character. You you just you were like whiny and, and bratty and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and true. she was, and she was, um, and, and also then they talked about like her runway look. They were just like it just needed some editing and a few bits and pieces done, like losing her um, the big choker because they don't see her neck. They talked about her George Washington hair. They, Brooke said uh, Dame Edna and George Washington. That's right. Very. <laughs> funny because Very good Brooke had kind of had Dame Edna hair when she was saying that <laughs> but she well, kind like, of has Dame Edna hair like done right basically totally like a really like a really good version of it yeah so yeah there you go and then Lemon I mean Lemon just got the like she just got all of the critiques and then what was it Alex said she loved a socket <laughs> and then did you see that bit where, where Brooke was like she's like 
she's like, oh, she's, you know, she was that she was a smart cookie. Then she went, she went smart lemon cookie. Then kind of just went <laughs> to herself, like about how like hacky her joke was. She <laughs> just really made it really made me laugh. It's like she's funny. I don't know why okay, I'm next. like such like a brook champion. Like people are people aren't enjoying her. I keep saying it like people are really hating on her, but I just really. I don't think they are, but I've, I'm acting like they are. So I'm, I'm very defensive about Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, um, protective. Okay, next up was Rita Bagger. Mm. So Rita Bagger, they were saying for her character in the pageant, she needed more diversity and she wasn't very memorable. And again, that's very fair. It was a little bit, I don't fully remember it. It was a bit mixed up. It just, it wasn't quite there. Yeah. And then they were kind of, um, <laughs> you know, not kind about that wig. Oh, where are they? Oh, well, yes, but they, they totally praised her dress. Like yeah. Brooke was like loving her her Ursula evening wear dress, but they weren't kind about the wig. So I heard somewhere that the wig apparently was real hair, like a really, really expensive wig. Right. That that makes sense. That makes sense because it's kind of like, it, it. that's probably the problem that it was too real. So it kind of yeah. was a bit like, ooh. You can't actually yeah. like properly like style it in a kind of big dramatic way just because it's yeah. Really, yeah it kind of looks like real hair that like sweat and makeup and all everything's got into it and uh, do you know what i mean yeah i almost think that totally i almost think that what she should have done is done that whole kind of thing that the kardashians did like a few years ago and made it kind of really like slick and wet and greasy and like just gone for it you know what i mean well, I, think, I think that was meant to be what it was but it, it had dried in the process of of, of, of the whole day or, or whatever she hadn't put enough stuff in it or whatever it was I think that's that was the problem. She tried to do that, but like had got stuck at the halfway okay. point. Well, I hadn't um, dried it. It frozen in the studio. Am I right? Yeah. And then uh, Priyanka, Priyanka was, you know, they said she was a bit one note, but they loved her runway look. And quite rightly, Ali X was like, she had a baby on stage. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, guys. Let's not like completely roast her for no reason. Totally. Um, yeah. I guess they, they just knew she had to be, I feel like they just wanted to put her in the bottom this week. I don't know. Um, and then, oh, yikes. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff, and, and co really rip apart Jimbo's look. I mean, yeah. And, and this is a, a good, another good, like, scene or example of Jimbo just cannot take criticism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think the, the bite back was particularly good. I think if you do a classically on drag race, a bite back has to be funny and make everyone laugh. And it like just it, one that diffuses the tension and makes everyone laugh is always a good, or just like a nice little, you know, a verbal back back to the judges that just is, everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. but that was one of those ones that was like, I don't know. Everyone was like, Ooh, yikes. Why? What uh, did he say? I don't remember. It was after um, Jeff said about, he said, Oh, it's just not very glamorous. He said, it's very campy. It's very like fun and silly, which is very on brand for you. And then like Jimbo cut in and kind of just went, Oh, so not, they're not, not glamorous at all. Okay. <laughs> and then like, everyone was just kind of like, Ooh, it was very, yeah, it wasn't funny. It wasn't a funny response. It was a nasty I, response. Like I, I do really like Jimbo, but I do think that she thinks she's slightly above this competition. Yeah. It, it's a, it's, it's a, t- it, it, this evening was a, this judging thing was a tough look on her. I have to say, I, I, I yeah, she didn't handle it in the best possible way. And I don't necessarily think that, this is one of those cases because I know this is also some criticism that Drag Race Canada's had that the judges are too harsh and don't know what they're talking about. I think in this case, the judging was fair, and it wasn't like they they to- they told her she was amazing in the in the pageant, like she was great. They did, it wasn't like they were tearing down her performance. It was this specific look that they were 
not enjoying. And I agree with them. And I've seen some criticism saying like, oh, well, you shouldn't talk about like silhouette because, um, you know, saying it's it's all very kind of like, you know, very binary and very obvious to say a, a figure has to look like this, which I understand. And I get that. But I don't I just think the dress looked bad. I don't think it was had anything to do with that issue. It just was a bad look. Are you finished? I think so. Okay, cool. Right, let's move on to Scarlet Bobo. Um, <laughs> couldn't help it. Okay, so Scarlet Bobo praised her performance in the pageant. I was like, what? Yeah, like, I didn't understand. Okay, it was it was fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Alex was all over her look, loved it, as you were as well. Yeah. Jeff said it was the best he's ever seen her. Again, it's just it's one of those things where I don't think the pageant was great. I thought the runway was very good. It's very like middling that that yeah. you know the average of those two things yeah. means that she's just like middling media yeah solid a solid medium yeah yeah oh and then this is the the queens go back into the um the workroom for the little kind of judging moment and the where they kind of just process what has happened and uh priyanka <laughs> priyanka <laughs> she priyanka really makes me laugh when she she you know she's like oh god i'm really embarrassed like and then she did that thing. She's like, oh my God, am I one of those girls? And they were like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm like one of those girls in the bar, like one of those queens in the bar that thinks they're all that, but they're really bad. She's like, I'm one of those people. She just has a level of self-reflection about it that makes her very charming. She could I have know. come in, stamped her foot and moaned like a loner has done like a million times after being negatively critiqued. Speaking of which. Jimbo. So Jimbo's yeah. basically like pissed that Jeff said that Jimbo didn't look glamorous at all. And Jimbo says that Jeff needs to look up the word glamour. I, you do it. You do the quote. Oh, okay, hang on. Um, you're questioning my. You're questioning my glamour. I questioned your knowledge of the English language. There we go. <laughs> that was a so, good. That was a good Jimbo. <laughs> you're, you're, I, I, lo- I love how thrilled you are with your impression today. It is very good, though. I'm just pissed off that I don't have a running impression in the show yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay, so Rita then asked Jimbo. Um, if you know he's open for comments and respectfully <laughs> says that Jimbo looks older, um, and then Jimbo is just like pissed. This, this was this this exchange made me laugh so much. Rita was all like, hey, "So you is it okay if I give you my opinion? Okay, I will give you my opinion. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought you were trying to be older. Like I thought you were playing a old lady. I thought you were. Yeah, I thought you were playing a thousand year old corpse that has come to life." I'm <laughs> <laughs> maybe exaggerating a little bit there but she she did she did ask Jimbo if she wanted her opinion and Jimbo said yes I would love to hear your opinion from the people I respect and she did say that those words were spoken because I watched it a second time today to make sure and yeah Rita said do you want my opinion and Jimbo said yes so this is where this next moment <laughs> well yeah well Jim, Jimbo like does the ultimate what? clap back and it's all like that what? wig should go directly in the garbage and oh. it looks like a grandma dunked her head in the toilet <laughs> Look, just, it, it wasn't a great wig but it's also i was really disappointed in jimbo here yeah i'm like I you're i thought you were more mature than this and also well i guess you know she doesn't take criticism well on the main stage so why yeah. should she be backstage but it was just a bit unnecessary particularly when in the past i feel like jimbo and baga have had like they've kind of bonded a little bit i thought yeah and it was like do you remember when alona was being a real brat and she tried to shout at jimbo and jimbo put her in her place perfectly she didn't go on about anything she just she just said you don't you don't get to come in here and tell everyone exactly what they they should do and you, you're not the only person that feels things she shut her down perfectly this was like a twisted version of that where she said horrible things to someone who hadn't 
particularly said anything horrible and had asked if she wanted her opinion and then would not stop talking. She was just like talking about her lace and the way it laid and then saying it should look like a grandma. And then she said something in the interview, then they cut back and she said something else. She just went on and on and on and on. And it was like, just, it was a terrible, a terrible color on her. It was the wrong person to pick on and the wrong thing to do and the wrong. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. Again, like one of our mums would have said in the 90s, I think everyone's just a bit tired. <laughs> I feel like okay. in this part, this part of the competition, everyone's just a little bit tired. Yeah. They need to have a break. Also, what do you think their cocktails are backstage? You know, when they go pick up the, either the yellow or the, the red sure, one? I'm sure of this because it, it all started as a thing where they where Drag Race was sponsored by Absolute Vodka, like mm-hmm. back in the first few seasons. And then obviously it just stuck around as like a format point. So obviously it used to be very like absolute this, absolute that. Now I feel like it might be like when i did a regional production of bugsy malone and it was all um all of our drinks that we were drinking we were meant to be drinking like sarsaparilla and uh, all it was was lemonade with uh food coloring in it <laughs> got it well i guess also like they, they wouldn't want to be giving them alcohol right now before exactly. they yeah and also notice the drinks have no ice but as we yeah. feel well know doesn't need it in that studio and i, I will point out to anyone if you ever just want to get like as like if you ever as a child just want to get fucked up have lemonade with food coloring in it well mama <laughs> all that sugar it's like crack we were all insane <laughs> we could have been anything that we wanted to be okay let's go back to the main stage and we've got some elimination going on okay yes. so first up lemon is declared the winner fair yes. totally fair and also yep. winning an all-inclusive luxury vacation for two to iceland Courtesy of Pink Iceland. <laughs> Love that. And, um, that. and yeah, and they were just, they as they did this whole episode, just they built uh, Bobo up, uh, Scarlet Bobo up, so that they could have a thousand cutaways of her being so pissed off that she didn't win. She didn't deserve to win. 100% did not deserve to win. No. So I, I don't appreciate this. The producer's trying to make me feel bad for her because I don't. I know. But then also like, so safe was Scarlet Bobo and Jimbo. And wasn't Scarlet Bobo like, oh, safe again. Yeah. Wasn't she like a bit pissed off here? I'm like, yeah. come on. It's like, well, good. You're not in the bottom two. Shut up. Uh, do better. Yeah, Is that it, good criticism? Is that a good critique? Take that yeah. on board. I, right. I, then in the bottom I, two was Alona and Priyanka. Yeah. So they were lip syncing to Ali X's song, Hello, which I've now you know taken into my life and my heart from 2015. Um, this was a really, I thought that Priyanka did such a good job in this lip sync. It was really fun. It was but, just, it was funny. Like, yeah like doing those kind of like that hello waving look that she did. So we're talking yeah. now about the the lip syncing for your life uh, between Alona and uh, Priyanka, but the way Priyanka did the kind of funny little hello mimings. And she also did what I want her to do was there's some really great like noises in the song. And at point, <laughs> yes. points she sort of like pretended to play instruments. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That, there was that really subtle little cymbal noise where she did, she did a little drum, but then she just kind of went. Ding. <laughs> it was very smart because actually when the lip sync started, I don't know if you noticed, but Priyanka did not know those lyrics. So she, she was a little shaky on the lyrics. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice yeah. that. I also love that she's got like, you know, she's very glamorous, but she does this sort of comedy thing where she sort of hunches over a bit, which is <laughs> yes. kind of fun. Although to be fair, she has been criticized for her posture throughout. Yeah. But no, I know what you're saying though. I like, I like that kind of like, it's very, I feel like she hunches over and looks directly at the, either down the camera or at the, at the judges. It's very like, I think it's quite, it's quite a like power move. I find it very uh, commanding. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the song? Uh, I think it's a fun song. So I, there were a couple of Ali X songs that I'd like saved in the past. So I 
have been aware of her. Um, but no, it's a really fun song. It's also a very weird pop song. Like it sounded, yeah. I, I don't love musicals, but it sounded like musical meets pop song or like a, yeah. a pop song version of a song from a musical. It's really interesting. Yeah, it sounded like um, it had, it was a bit like someone had taken, what's that song? Is it Defying Gravity from Wicked? It had, it mm-hmm. sounded like Defying Gravity had been like put into like a 80s synthesizer machine and mixed into a pop song, which actually, when you say it like that, it's actually pretty good. I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. It was it was all done, and then yep. we had uh, oh, Alona uh, <laughs> yeah, Alona being told to sashay away, and Priyanka's Shanta yeah. Yusei. Fair enough. Here's the thing: yeah. in general, with this um, episode, it's annoying because I'm like, well, obviously Alona's gonna go home at some point, so it's probably yeah. in this episode. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was it was it was it was one of those episodes where it was like, okay, fine. The actual the actual competition itself didn't matter. It was more about just the the fun stuff that happened. It totally like, like we knew, exactly we knew how it was going to end um and then her sort of sign off um alone as she was leaving she was like i might be leaving but party girls never die um <laughs> that was a real <laughs> kelly osborne type thing yeah, to show. That, that was i yeah i i think i i feel like i don't know if you feel this obviously i'm not the hugest fan of scarlet bobo but i would say we've now reached a point where it's hard to judge who's going to go next week Mm. like that's a solid that's a solid gang that's left it's hard that to tell who's true. gonna who's that gonna be very true because scarlet could um could like really rise from the ashes and yeah, kill she's, it she's priyanka is she gonna con- yeah is priyanka gonna continue on that downward spiral who knows yeah like, is jimbo gonna stumble is rita gonna stumble? who knows but hey we need to talk about the fact that in the workroom afterwards, as Alona was writing in the mirror, Ali X like shuffled in in maybe one of the most touching moments of yeah. television I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. It was so sweet. It was it was genuine from both sides, which was um, sometimes quite hard to pull off in those moments where you're trying to surprise someone on camera and be surprised. It's sometimes it comes off a little phony. I think those little moments, but yeah. it felt like it felt like two people genuinely being like seeing each other and being like, I see you, I see you, thank you, thank you. It was really nice. Particularly because Alona does have like an AliEx um, lyric tattoo on her body. So it must have been like a huge deal for her. So that was that. I am exhausted. I am sweaty. I feel like, uh, what a journey. Yeah. So that is going to conclude this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race Recap. And the episode was produced by Brie Weiss. And be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to dissect discuss and deconstruct each brand new episode of Canada's Drag Race season one. So I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor and I am Ben and until yes. next week. Oh well it's, if you want you can <laughs> I'm good I was just about to do it. Just chill out. God, if you enjoy this dynamic in your ears every week, maybe check out Your Welcome America, a podcast that we do, translating British and American pop culture. You are welcome. We've got yeah. a new episode out this week, so just get on board. And until next week, oh, by the way, give it a look up. You are Welcome America. Yeah, we're also a- on Instagram. We've had some really nice uh, kind of feedback from people who moved over from the Canada Drag Race, listen to our, our podcast as well. So we love like both, it, we love both of the kind of families coming together. It's actually really, really nice. They're oh, good people. We're just trying to bring all cultures together, aren't we, Fraser? <laughs> we're so fucking generous. <laughs> you are welcome. So uh, until next week, we will sashay away. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir.